Hey lady, welcome to Pouring Out Perfume Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Ann Wilcox. Today I have Grace Tran. She is the co-host to Let's Unpack with Alex and Grace. She runs a life coaching business with her husband. And this woman has spent most of her life single. She, unlike me, mm -hmm, stayed single, waited and waited patiently for the man of her dreams to come along. She was faithful in looking towards God. And soon enough, she was able to find the husband and the man that she had always, always prayed for. So share this with somebody who is single, who maybe is in feeling desperate, unloved, that true love will never happen, just to give them some hope. You know, there's always, always hope. Welcome, Grace. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I am so glad you are here. I'm so glad to talk with you. And I love talking with fellow podcasters. Yes, I love that you're talking about today's topic. It's a passion of mine. So happy to be here. Yay. So Grace, you recently met your husband. And prior to that, you were single, correct? Mm -hmm. I was single basically up until I met my husband. I've never, before that, I had never been in an official relationship. Really? Nothing? Yeah. Well, I mean, there were always like potential. There were, sure. there's this new term now called a situationship. And I was, I definitely was in several situationships, you know, like what is going on and maybe this could be it. But no, in that whole journey, I was just very, very determined to let God lead the way and do it God's way. So I was very cautious, very thoughtful, intentional about my love life. Boy, if I would have done just, just a sliver of that, the mess that I could have avoided messes. <laughs> so your, your faith is what actually kept you on the straight and narrow. Was it not even tempting to date this guy or try this or do this? Well, I would say it was a combination of my faith, which, you know, I only committed my life to Christ in college. And prior to that, I think most of my hesitations were based on fear, really, because my own parents did not have a good marriage. I saw the turmoil that, you know, a household has when you're in a relationship, you're in a marriage with someone who doesn't have the same values as you, doesn't have the same faith. And so even though my mom was culturally and nominally Christian, my dad wasn't. So it was just a very intense environment to grow up in and very divided. And I knew that I think when I was younger, I didn't even know how to articulate it. But for me, I was like, I want something where we're united as a team. I don't want this experience for my future children. Oh, that's so smart. That's so smart that you, you saw that and you were able to, you know, avoid it, I guess. Mm. Is that what you did? Yeah, I mean, it was mostly, yeah, born out of that fear and, <laughs> and not wanting it. But I think God redeemed that and used that fear to help me definitely. And I also saw, you know, when you're in high school and college, you just see so many friends go through like terrible breakups and often on relationships and from an outsider's point of view, I was just like, it feels like this is draining a lot of your emotional energy and time away from things that actually matter more. So even though I had a longing inside of me for to be in a relationship and to find my future spouse, I I just knew I was not going to compromise and settle for something that would bring me more stress and pain versus if I just followed God and let him do it. 
Mm, I love that. And I, I don't want you to have to say it out loud, but I'm going to ask, how old are you again? I am almost 29. So You're 29. Yeah. Okay. I know so, it's hard to tell because I'm Asian. <laughs> no, it's just, you're just a young pup. I'm just old and I don't know how old anyone is anymore. But how long have you been married then? We've been married almost three years now. Prior to getting married, we met about two and a half years prior to that. So, yeah. Wow. So that entire time, you kept the faith. You kept the focus. That is that is so cool. I can't believe you. What did you think when, I guess, the option of online dating came about? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, like, looking back now, it's easy to say I kept the faith, but there were (laughs) many, many points. It was hard. It was honestly hard. And that's why I'm so passionate about this topic, because I can still vividly remember like moments when I was like, God, why, why is everyone else in a relationship or getting married or getting engaged? Like, what about me? You know, even in high school, you know, everybody, you know, getting together with people, getting asked to prom, going on dates. I never had that experience myself. So I, and then we watch movies and TV shows like romance and marriage is all glorified. So for me, I honestly had many, many points in my journey of saying, you know, God, did you forget about me? Like, I I know your word says you don't forget, but I honestly do feel that way. So I won't say, I just want to disclaim, you know, it wasn't a perfect journey. I did have many doubts along the way, but it was like that internal tension that just kept pulling me back of like, yeah, you're doubting, but that's okay. Like you can stay anchored to the truth of God and what he says. So it's just that tension and that dance uh, between holding those two things, you know, openly to God of like, God, I, I'm struggling and I'm doubting you, but in the midst of it, I also, I want to choose to believe in you, even though it's so, so hard. And again, like going back to that pain, I think that was like a driver, honestly, of helping me stay on that course because I just, again, I was so scarred growing up, like seeing like the result of being in a marriage with someone who is unequally yoked and just not able to communicate openly and just all these things that I learned growing up that I wanted and I was not going to compromise on that. And so when it comes to online dating, I actually did, I wasn't on like a bunch of apps, but I was curious and I'm all for technology as well. Like I think God uses technology in many, I mean, even this podcast, mm-hmm. like we wouldn't be able to connect without it. So yeah, I was definitely like, curious. I went on some dating apps, I think in, I remember like end of college, especially. And then afterwards too, being like, well, maybe I'll meet my person like on these dating apps. But, you know, for me, I didn't, it just didn't feel like I had peace about it. Like I know for some people it works for them and, you know, God led them to their spouses through a dating app, which is awesome. But I think for each person it's different and, you know, each person's circumstance situation is just unique. So I think for me, when I was doing that internally, like deep down, I just knew like, this is honestly me trying to like control things and like the guys I'm talking to, like, it just doesn't feel right. Like for me personally. So what I felt God impressing on me and my heart was like, just focus on the things that I'm putting in front of you, like the call that I've given you, the things that I'm inviting you to pay attention to and to steward and to be faithful with, and just trust that I'm going to lead you to the right person. 
And it's really scary because it's like really out of your hands when you choose to do something like that of like, okay, I'm going to get off these apps then. And it doesn't make any sense, but I just, I, I have that tug that knowing that God is going to come through in an amazing divine way. And he truly did. And so that's why I love sharing, you know, this journey and story. I love that. It gives so many, so many people hope. I actually, as you were saying this, I'm like, oh gosh, that my, my life, my journey has kind of aligned with you because I just, it's only been a year. Our one year anniversary was on the 30th of July, but that's the first time I've been married. Mm. And I've, and I never thought I would. I had Mm -hmm. also been the one that was like, I'm done. But then I finally was like, all right, God, if you truly want this, which I had never done before, not like you, my, my dear, sweet, obedient friend. So I did, I had to say, you know, it's all up to you. And, Mm -hmm. um, and we came together. So it's interesting. I hadn't even thought about that really until you just brought that up. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that's exactly what God does oftentimes is he's doing things in our lives to invite us to fully surrender that thing so that when we do get it, we're not choking it. We're not holding on to it like an eye. Yes, exactly. And he wants us to not need that thing to be fulfilled or content. And then it's only when we're ready that he gives it to us. I've, I've seen that not just in my marriage and relationship, but in career, in my job, in finances, in opportunities, you know, there's just so many things. It's so easy for us to strategically do things you know, in the guise of like, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm trusting God, but honestly, we are trusting our own control and strength. So um, I think it's not to say it's bad to like do strategic things or put yourself out there on dating apps or anything, but it's just, I think for every person, the invitation is just to really connect with and be tuned into what is God honestly telling you and just obey and trust and obey because the more that you do that, the more you'll see him show up in amazing ways. If you don't step out in faith, you're not going to, you're actually robbing God of the opportunity of showing you how good he is. Oh, amen, sister. That is so true. Every, every part of that. Well then now the drum roll, how did you meet your husband? Yeah. So it's really crazy. So just, you know, to give you again, some backstory about my upbringing, because I was so scarred from my own childhood of my own parents. And then also seeing just so many broken relationships all around me with my friends, always like going through so much drama. I just, I was pretty like fearful of relationships and like cautious to the point of I put up walls, like a lot of walls. And I didn't even realize, you know, until later when I was like, why am I feeling so hesitant and scared, you know, talking to this guy who's now my husband. But, you know, I just was very skeptical of relationships because I didn't want that doom story to happen to me. And so fast forward, I was living in Australia. I mentioned to you earlier, that's a whole nother God story of how he led me there. But I was living in Sydney in Australia. And before I moved there, what was interesting was I had this career mentor who was also a believer. And I remember asking him, I'm like, I'm excited for this you know, opportunity to move to Australia you know, you've lived abroad before, what would you tell me as advice? Expecting him as a career mentor to give me some great, you know, career advice. But what he told me was very interesting. And I have, to this day, I have no idea why he told me this, but he said, 
you know, Grace, you know, you've told me before of your future vision of having a family. Well, I would actually encourage you to make a list of must haves and nice to haves for your future spouse and pray about that and just jot it down, whatever God highlights to you. And then you never know, maybe you'll meet your husband in Australia. And I laughed. Oh, random. I like, I, You're like, okay. Yeah. Like, why would you tell me this? I'm not going to, like, I can't imagine myself with like a Chris Hemsworth or, you know, yeah, a girl could dream, but you know, I was like, <laughs> I don't know. That sounds kind of weird, but it stuck with me. And I remember on the plane ride over to Australia, that's exactly what I did. I was just journaling. I was praying and asking God, you know, God, what do you have for me? I just, I just want to do what it is that you want me to do. And I journaled down because I felt like God was saying, journal down the things that are on your heart for your future husband. So I did. I wrote down a short list of must-haves and then also some nice-to-haves. And hmm. it's it was hard for me personally because growing up in my you know Asian background, you don't really talk about things that you want or need. It's it's seen as selfish. You want to you want to serve other people, not yourself. So this was just kind of opening me up to realizing, oh, like true intimacy with God is not just us saying like, oh God, like, you know, like I, I'll just do whatever you want, but also being honest with our own desires that he's placed in us. So after I did that, you know, fast forward a few months, I was again in a, I was always in a roller coaster journey when it came to relationships, but this was like the pit of the, the lowest point in my journey. <laughs> I was like, God, I'm in Australia. I don't know anyone. I'm so lonely. I've been trying so hard to find community and make friends and even like maybe meet somebody and nothing was working. I just felt so again, just like forgotten and, and lost. I remember I was basically going through depression. There were days when I didn't leave my room at all. And I was, I was just conflicted. I was like, well, God, sent me here, didn't he? Did I, did I hear him wrong? Did I make a mistake? Did I, you know, was I unrealistic and idealistic thinking that he could do something when maybe I should be putting myself out there more on these apps or, you know, doing, maybe I'm doing it wrong. So I just had a lot of doubts, but I remember I always tell people like, through the doubts, I actually felt the most close to God that I actually had ever felt before. Because like, I remember I, I had no other people around me or anything to lean on. Like I used to have like church community here that, you know, I'm close with or um, people I grew up with that I could just talk to immediately. But I was in Australia. Everyone's asleep during the day in mm -hmm. Australia. So I was forced to only depend on God. And so I would go on dates with God. I would go to the beach, you know, not a bad place to go uh, on a date with God, but I would just journal my true, honest, authentic feelings. And in that despair and loneliness, I felt God's nearness like I never had before. Like I, I just realized through the pain and the darkness like, wow, the, the light of God's presence is so much brighter when I don't have a billion things distracting me, pulling me, you know, my attention everywhere. And it was through that journey of building that intimacy with God, being honest with him, just like I think David in the Psalms, he's just pouring out his like deepest, darkest pain and struggle with God. And through that, I got to a place over months of doing this, of getting to a place where I remember journaling to God, like, God, wow, I'm actually like 
were really content. <laughs> like, I know I was despairing about not being in a relationship because I see on my social media, everyone's getting engaged. But I, I got to a place where I was like, God, I can honestly say I would rather be single for the rest of my life, serving you and following you than being with someone that is not from you. That's not from your plan. And yeah, it was just so freeing. And that was like really liberating to be like, I don't need a relationship to fulfill me ironically. And that's why, you know, earlier I was saying God does this a lot. Ironically, I think it was about a month later that I actually met my husband and we were in this Facebook group for a YouTube channel that we both watched. They, they posted, it, it was not a dating group at all. It's just a YouTube channel. And they used to do more like inspiring videos. Now they do more like social experiments. But I remember being on Instagram and they posted, oh, we have a Facebook group. If you guys, if anybody wants to join. And I don't know why it just, there's a tug in me that's like, just join it. I didn't think much of it. But I joined it. And then it was in that group that, you know, you're supposed to do an intro about yourself. So I did. And then my husband, my now husband, commented on that post. And he's like, oh, like you talked about you like faith and and the intersection of faith and work. Like I do too. I looked at his profile. He lived in California. I was in Australia. I was like, oh, so it seems like a sweet guy. I hope he finds a good girl. (laughs) But we'll never, you know, nothing's going to happen because I can barely keep up with friends long distance. But lo and behold, we just start talking through the Facebook comments. And then he actually ends up messaging me directly after a few weeks. And I remember those DMs. Yes, slid into the DMs. (laughs) And I actually tried to friend zone him. Did you really? Yeah, because again, I had those barriers and Mm -hmm. I, I just was so hesitant. I never wanted to open myself up. So I was like, oh, it's I don't know what he wants. It's kind of weird, but I noticed what piqued my interest was, okay, he's ask, actually asking some pretty thoughtful questions that are, seem genuine and seem very encouraging too. And so we just kept talking and then uh, fast forward, we started talking on video like almost every day. And because of our time zones, it was hard to coordinate. So instead we would send these voice memos back and forth that Basically, we joke it was like the early stage of our podcast because we would leave like longer and longer voice memos. It started like two minutes to 10 minutes, so like 20 plus minutes of voice memos. And then a few months after that, he actually decides to fly over to Australia to meet me in real life because I had told him like, I don't want to pursue anything if I I don't know you like in real life, like people are different online than they are in, in real life. And that's where it all started. He flew over there to see you. Wow. Yeah. He he knew you were a diamond. He was like, okay. It was a big deal for him because he's a very risk averse person. Um, But he had a mentor at that time that he was telling him about me. And he was like, there's this girl and she's very... Like I'm, I'm intrigued and I really feel like there could be something here and I, I do like her. And then that mentor actually encouraged him and said, well, if you're serious about her, go for it. Like show her that you are pursuing her. So I think I have that mentor to think as well. (laughs) Yeah. And this is the last thing, sorry, this is a long story, but I'll just quickly share like before I met him, I was in a situationship with this other guy that was very confusing to me. I was like, why is this guy? I I feel like sometimes he likes me other times he doesn't. And when we hang out, I, I get these feelings, but then I don't feel like he's respecting me. So I was like, I was in a tug of war internally about this guy. And I was like, maybe I'm just, maybe my expectations are too high. Maybe I should just, you know, go with it. 
but it was at a church retreat where they play that song Reckless Love mm-hmm. by Curry Asbury. And I remember just weeping because the song was talking about God's love will kick down doors for you. He will like break down walls to get to you. He's that kind of a God who pursues you with love and intentionality. And if this guy is making you doubt, making you feel like you're just a toy in his game, he's he's not the one. And so I knew I, I journaled down after that being like, I, I have a very strong faith that the husband that God has for me will be someone who displays that kind of reckless love. And truly from that, you know, my husband flying over to Australia, but even now in marriage, oh my gosh, I just feel so, so grateful. I didn't settle for that, that voice or that lie being like, you can just you know, you're not that worth it. And your, your expectations or standards are too high. I actually, if I hadn't done that, if I hadn't said no to that, I wouldn't be with the person I am today, who I'm with today, who is so loving and persistent and compassionate to like another level. So (laughs) God completely, he had this plan all along and he was just, it was just, here you were in the waiting and now you have this amazing marriage and sounds mm-hmm. like just a phenomenal husband. I'm yes. so happy for you. And I know that wasn't easy. It's not, it's never easy to be lonely mm-hmm. and be single and just not, like you said, not feel worthy enough to be loved by somebody. Mm-hmm. Something that you said that really, really touched my heart was that you went on a date with God. You went on a date with Jesus and you you know, really found out who you were in him. Mm-hmm. Um, what a yeah. beautiful thing to to think about. My goodness, Grace, that is such a great image. And boy, we should all do that before we're dating anyone. Let's start with dating mm-hmm. God. Right, oh. exactly. And I think like sometimes we don't even realize we can do that because we have this picture of God being like a far away, you know, mm-hmm. judge or, or big person in the sky, but we don't realize God is actually near to us. And it it says in his word that those who fear the Lord are friends with him. Like he gives him, Mm -hmm. gives us his friendship. So it's like, it's like me and you like talking right now. Like he just wants to hang out with us. He just wants to spend time, you know, speaking truth and giving love to us that we desperately need, but we're oftentimes looking for in the wrong places and not always in things that are obviously bad, like, you know, drugs and and things like that. But even for me, it was productivity. It was like, I just, I want to do things that seem helpful and useful and that will fulfill me when really God was like, I don't want productivity or purpose or community or anything to fulfill you. I want to fulfill you. Mm -hmm. So he just wanted you. Absolutely. Yeah. Grace, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this hopeful story that there is quote unquote, true love through Christ with him, obeying him, following his way, his plans, you can have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for having me too. And yeah, if anyone is going through the thing I was talking about earlier, like feeling that despair and that loneliness and that doubt, I would just highly encourage you and just remind you like God sees that he's not turning away from you. It says that he listens, he hears our prayers. So just keep pouring your heart out to God. Don't let it, you know, don't dwell in it either. Cause that can also be unhealthy of, you know, building a bitterness or resentment, but just know that God doesn't shame you for having disappointment and emotions. And it's actually healthy. It's, it's important to identify them and share them with God. And through that, through doing that, let him heal you and, and build your confidence in, in him. So 
Oh, I, I just adore you. You have wisdom beyond your years, my dear. You guys tune in to Grace and her husband's podcast. Remind, say your podcast one more time, hon. Yeah, our podcast is called Let's Unpack That with Alex and Grace. And yeah, I was just sharing, you know, earlier, we talk about all this kind of stuff, not just relationships, but work and family, friendships, community, life and and having a pure heart, like all the all the things that we feel like are what God really cares about. So yeah, we hope that it encourages you if you tune in. And we actually also do have a coaching service as well. If anyone feels like they're stuck and they just they can't break through or they're um, struggling with something internally or externally, we actually do meet one-on-one with clients and we have amazing testimonials and experiences of people encountering God powerfully, encountering themselves powerfully through these sessions as well. Oh, what an awesome ministry on all fronts. You guys, thank you for tuning in and don't forget to share this with somebody. You never know who needs to hear this message and pass it along. And let's just keep up giving that hope and encouragement to everyone we come across. Thank you one more time for being here. Yes. And we'll see Yes. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Ladies, 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 if there are any of you that have wanted to start a podcast, thinking about it, getting your voice out there, using it as a platform in order to help others, I want you to listen to this. Please head on over to Stephanie Gass podcast course, start a podcast in 30 days. She gives you step-by-step information, guiding you so easily along the way. Hey, look, if I can do it, you can do it. She is one of those amazing teachers that just helps it flow, helps you with technology, which I am not inclined. She also takes away the mess and the yuck of the social media game and the nonstop posting and blah, blah, blah. Listen, this course is for you. You head on down to the link that is in the episode description, click on it and you'll get a deal through that. Clarifying your calling, which is how to really narrow down your niche for your podcast. And then you'll also receive Podcast to Pro University course. So two courses for one when you use that link. So go for it. Go out there, start your podcast. The time is now, my friends. And don't forget, there's always, always hope.